Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast, a brilliant true crime podcast hosted by two zany sisters, all while baking up delicious treats in their kitchen. Here are your podcast hosts, Karen Devaney and Ann Varner. Hello, sugar, sugar. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. Good. It's going real good. Right. How about with you? Good. good. Good, good. So far. So this is episode 102. I mean, we're aging by the day. Oh my god, It's the craziest thing. I know. But I'm very excited. We had a rough week last week. It was a little bit of a rough go. Um, had a little bit of a family health crisis, but I think we're on the other side of it. We'll find out for sure tomorrow. <laughs> But Let's just say, imagine if you woke up one day and you had amnesia. Yeah. Then what? And then what would happen? And and how would that unfold with your day? <laughs> and your Especially week. if it's your first day back after being off for a week. Right. So, and you didn't even know how to get dressed to go to your job. <laughs> Yeah, it was a it was a bit of a shit show, and there's sorry, that's a sorry mama, but that is the medical technical term for it, right? Right. Now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so that's the diagnosis. We made it through that, and yeah. now we're in the fall. Oh, but then we recorded with the delightful fellows, <laughs> lads, the, the delightful mates, the delightful Dan mates. and Lou from Casting, Casting Views. Views. We had such a great time. If you are listening to this right now, and you have not listened to that episode, I'm telling you, your life is not complete and it will never be complete until you actually go and listen. That was so much fun. Those guys are amazing. I feel like they're our brother from another mother across the pond. Yes, indeed. I mean, I just absolutely lots of shenanigans. We had some shenanigans and stuff. And so, um, yeah. And we have a contest. If you're on our fan page, we do have a contest regarding uh, two questions to be answered in that um, it, from, from that, that episode. episode. Yeah. So if you can answer the two questions in an email. Don't spoil it for everybody on the fan page, but email us and let us know the answer to those two questions. Then you'll go into a drawing for some sugar-coated murder swag. Indeed. So, that's so exciting. Yeah. And uh, Trout's very not excited about it. Oh, he's not excited because it's taking, unfortunately, it is taking us over an hour to get ourselves ready yeah, for sound. Unfortunately, we've had yet some more issues with our sound. So we're hoping this is going to work or go so, through or in oh. the <laughs> I should never stop myself in the middle of a sentence. So what happen happened again. was we tried to advance in technology and technology kicked us right in the behind. So now we're back to our previous new technology, because obviously we're not ready to step forward. We're not we're ready. There. We're not so ready. So. While we were figuring out technology, Trout got his lick bowl. So he's already yes. had that. And now he's just. Because we were on FaceTime with our new absolute best friend, uh, Matt. Sorry. Thomas <laughs> called him Meg. Meg. Don't know why he doesn't look like a Meg. <laughs> and he's with the awesome podcast called decaying with the boys and they talk about wrestling and they talk they talk about a lot of beer while they're drinking it and they're really funny and 
Um, they are part of our, what we call our brain trust group, which I've become very close to on social media. These people are so patient with us and they really are trying to get us into the, at least the 20th century for technology. I don't know how far they're going to get us, but we're trying. And so while we were doing that, we were trying to keep Trout from being loud and boisterous. And unfortunately, he got his whole lick bowl. So hopefully he's going to settle down. So why don't we start our podcast? (laughs) Okay. You want to? Sure. I think that'd be great. (laughs) I think that'd be lovely. Okay. So whilst recording with our Casting View buddies, I made a recipe and I made some British biscuits and Anne had found the recipe. We are addicted to the show Ted Lasso. We have binge watched the entire two seasons. I think Anne started over again. Oh, yeah. I've watched it through twice. It's delightful. (laughs) It's delightful. (laughs) And there are some biscuits that he takes to his boss every day, first to win her over. And then it's just a habit. Anne found the recipe for that biscuit recipe. And I made them on the show and they were so good. I made them again for tonight. Yay, us. (laughs) Because when they cook, they smell like heaven. It's all butter butter and and sugar. sugar, And that's it. There's really not much in it at all. It's butter and sugar and and salt and flour. Yeah. There's not even eggs. I know. I don't know how it works, but it works. It does. So they're delightful. They're in the oven. They're so good. So I decided to make those again tonight and we'll put the recipe up and I've got a video of me making it and blah, 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 and yada, yada, yada. So (laughs) All right. Well, while you sit and ponder about these delicious biscuits. Yeah. Please tell me a murder. I'm going to tell you the I story am, of a murder. I feel like I'm down a murder or two because it's been a while. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Exactly. All right. I'm going to talk to you about Brianna Armstrong. Okay. Brianna was a beautiful 43-year-old nurse and massage therapist. Healing people was her passion. Brianna was the kind of friend anyone would be lucky to have. She'd bring you lunch, hang out. He, she was like, sit down and have a chat oh, kind of like our kind of gal. I know. Like I go to a new restaurant. I'm going to bring you something from the restaurant because I'm oh, yeah. not going to go and not let you experience yeah, it. That's nice. She liked to share her life experiences with the people that she loved. In 2014, Brianna started working for a spa called, oh, I love the name of the spa, Knuckles and Knots. Oh, that's awesome. Isn't that fun? Yes. What a great name. Way to go spa namers. <laughs> so in that spa, they did massage therapy and Seems like it. that's where Brianna okay. wanted to do some work. And she loved her clients. She was very in tune to their needs. She didn't have family. Oh, I forgot to tell you where she was from the very beginning. Yeah, I don't know. This happens in Virginia Beach, Virginia. OMG. I know. Oh, wow. But she didn't have family in that area. Okay. But she had a lot of close friends. Okay. And they always, she's taking them stuff from restaurants. Absolutely. That's one way to keep her network of friends was really tight. So, you know, they were checking in with each other and like gal pals, you know, gal pals. They were all shocked when Brianna started dating a guy and married him very quickly. Oh, I know. Unfortunately, that marriage didn't last very long. They divorced in 2015. They got married. They call that a starter marriage in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter. It's always a train wreck. <laughs> it didn't take Rena long to get back out there and start dating again. On Friday, May 8th, 2015, Brianna didn't show up for work at Knuckles and Knots. Oh, and wow. this was completely out of character for her. She wasn't answering her phone or responding to anyone's text messages. 
she and her ex-husband were still friendly and her ex-husband had been trying to get a hold of her. And she was really quite alarmed when she didn't return his call or answer any of his messages. So he started reaching out to friends of hers that sure. he had actually seen her on May 7th. And he said, everything seemed fine. He, he was really worried when she wouldn't respond because they, they left on good terms. Yeah. Her friends checked local hospitals, 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 hospitals. Her friends checked local hospitals, but there was no Brianna. Her ex-husband ended up filing a missing persons report with the police. Oh, wow. Um, Police start their investigation. They know these two things. Brianna is divorced and she's dating a man from work. It was a surprise to most of her friends that she had been seeing someone but hadn't mentioned him. Brianna's friends formed search parties to look for her. Knuckles and Knots even put out a missing persons information. Let me tell you, that's true friends on social when media. they show up to search for you. Yes. Like that is that is true friendship right yes, there. Yes. Because I have some friends on my friend list that mm-hmm. I don't think would search for me. No, no, I, I'm sure. I'm sure I've got some that wouldn't search for me. Yeah. But that's okay. So, that's okay. all right. Yeah. So I will always search for you. I will always search for you. I will never stop. Never. Never. So do me a favor and don't go missing. <laughs> that is going to take up a lot of my time. I'm going to try my hardest. Okay. I really Thank don't you. want to. Well, only because I said. <laughs> so her friends went over to her house to look around, but they didn't find anything out of the ordinary. On the 14th of May, a police officer noticed a car in a shopping center parking lot that matched the description of Brianna's. When they searched it, they found her purse, her cell phone, and a pendant that she always wore. Oh. So police go into her cell phone and see that the last phone call she made was at 8.40 p.m. on May the 7th, the night she disappeared. Oh. Brianna's ex-husband said that when he and Brianna met up on the 7th, she said after they finished up that she was going to go and meet a friend of hers. She said her friend's name was Kim. Okay. Well, police dial that last number and assuming they're thinking, hey, let's call Kim and see. Yeah, let's call Kim. Kim, Kim, where are you at? It's not Kim. It's a guy that used to work with Brianna at Knuckles and Knots, and his name is Justin Cornell. Well, that's not Kim. That's not Kim. (laughs) Nothing about, not even a Ken. There's in, not a K. The There's, There's not a no K. K. No, he's a C. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Justin had been fired from Knuckles and Knots because he was unavailable, unreliable, short tempered, and sometimes could be aggressive. Not a good thing to be when you're a massage therapist. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Tell when me. You can be aggressive is when you're playing football or basketball and the cheerleaders are saying be Be aggressive be aggressive b-e-a-g-g-r-e-s-s-i-v-e be Be aggressive that's the only time you're allowed that's right okay you're exactly just want to make that clear to right to whom all are listening exactly so of course police are very soon to justin's door knock 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 hello we need to come look around your place and see something. This is on the 15th of May. They're over at Justin's. All right. Justin told police that Brianna had come over on the 7th because she wanted him to work on her arm because it was bothering her. Oh, don't even she get needed me started a massage. with those arm pains. Mm-hmm. He said they drank some moonshine. 
why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you drink moonshine before your massage therapy appointment? Of course, I think it should be required. <laughs> I, I think they should just put it in an IV. And then after they drink the moonshine, he did some massage therapy on her. Oh, I bet he did. And he told police that she left a little after eleven o'clock that night, and he thought she seemed a little tipsy, <gasps> but not tipsy enough for him to stop her from getting in her car. Oh, I just don't like the way oh, he's setting it up. Oh, <laughs> because. He's already blaming her. Yeah. BTW, the place where they found Brianna's car was right behind Justin's apartment building. Justin. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Justin. Dude, don't be lazy. <laughs> but her friends did continue to search for her. Of course. They searched around the apartments where Justin lived, wooded areas close to the parking lot where her car was, but there just was no sign of Brianna. That's a crying shame. I hate when that happens. I really do. Because it's like, okay, we know something bad has happened here. Yeah. But we don't know where she is and we got to find her. That's awful. She disappeared on the 7th of May. Now we're at May 31st. A cyclist is biking along a path through a cyclist, not a cyclops, (laughs) but a a a bicyclist. Well, I was going to say, why wouldn't you say bicyclist? He could have been a tricyclist. Oh, oh, that's right. Or tandem bicyclist. Yeah. What I'm saying is. He was a bicyclist. Okay. A bicyclist. Yeah. Because what if he was a motorcyclist? No, he was definitely not. No. No. So it was a bicyclist. Two tires. And yes. And he was on a path headed toward, headed down through the Great Dismal Swamp in Chesapeake, which is not very far from Virginia Beach. It is not. By the way. It is not. He notices a trash bag that looks suspicious. Uh So he called the police to come investigate. He said he thought there could potentially be a body part in that bag. Wait, who said that? The bicyclist. Bicyclist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he don't have a name. I'm sure he does, but why, why do I need I, to bring it up? You know what? Again? If when he hears it, which we all know he will, <laughs> yeah. he'll be like, from now on, I'll be known as the bicyclist. I am the bicyclist. <laughs> yes. Uh, like the maestro from Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. The police come um, and sure enough, there's a bag and sure enough, there's a bone sticking out of it. They oh. op- they open the bag. Now, do you flip a coin for that? Yeah, Who has no, to open they're the bag? Be like, I opened I the last one. Opening You're opening that bag. this one. No way. I think it's probably seniority. Maybe. Yeah, like maybe whoever's the rookiest. The rookiest. You open it. Hey, Sam, open this yeah. bag. <laughs> Sam, how long have you been on the force? <laughs> Seven years. Well, I've been on there 10. You're the rookie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so the police in Chesapeake um, knew that there had been a missing persons report out of the Virginia Beach area. So they went ahead and contacted those police in, in Bob Beach. Bob Beach. Hello, Bob Beach. The Bob Beach. Police came and cadaver dogs were brought out and they start looking around because so far they just have a bone and some body parts and one in one trash bag. They started looking around and they found several more bags containing human body parts. Well, whoever did that, including, shame on them because that is not biodegradable. It's not good for the green. It is swamp. not good for the swamp. It is not good no. for the green earth. No, <clears throat> they did find a skull. And police were able to match dental records to Brianna. After three long weeks, Brianna Armstrong had been found in pieces scattered along the canals of the dismal swamp. That is so so not okay. Yeah. 
It's dismal. It is dismal. Rihanna's body parts were sent to the medical examiner for an autopsy. The autopsy showed that her body had been dismembered. Her breast had been removed. She had been decapitated. And among other things, her bones had been broken at the joints and then cut from her body, much like you would take apart a chicken. Oh, Ew. Right? When you're going to take the wings off. You- oh, don't talk about yeah. it. Oh, I don't like that sound. I know. No, I know. I don't like that. I know. Her body had been butchered. Oh, bless her. This was a calculated and deliberate butchering by someone familiar, they said. Someone familiar. With the human body. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you knew I was going to ask. I know. I didn't finish the sentence. It was on another page. Give me a break. Oh, yeah. I should have seen it. When you were turning the page. (laughs) That's right. Now, along with the trash bags filled with Brianna's body parts, police also found a trash bag that had somebody's home trash in it. Oh, my God. It's got their home trash. Come on. (laughs) Did not mean to take that bag. Nobody is this dumb. (laughs) Nobody. Inside that bag, they found a receipt that had someone's name on it. It was Justin. (laughs) Tell me it was Kim. And that name was Justin Cornell. He is a C. He is. He really (laughs) is. He is. Oh, my God. Police get a warrant and go back to do a search of Justin's apartment. There they found blood on a piece of carpet close to the bathroom. The blood was a match to Brianna's. They found searches on Justin's computer specific to the area where Brianna's body parts were found. They found identical trash bags to the bags that held Brianna's body parts. They found four or five knives and swords laying about. Not swords. When they did Brianna's you autopsy. Swords. Swords. <laughs> had a bunch of swords around. Swords. We doggone. It's swords. <laughs> Oh, my job. It's swords. Sam, Sam, grab them swords. We're going to need those as evidence. (laughs) Drowned. (laughs) Here we go. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Let me tell you what else they failed. Okay. When they did her autopsy, they found some green plastic needles like those you'd find on an artificial Christmas tree. Oh, I on thought you like needles. No. Like you injected her no. with needles. No. You don't inject with they, needles, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you do. You do. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. There's a breakdown. There's a breakdown. There's I've a breakdown. lost it because of these technology problems. <laughs> They found identical green needles at Justin's apartment. (laughs) Lord have mercy. They luminated the floors in Justin's apartment and it lit up in several places like a Christmas tree, I would think. Oh, dear. Get it like a Christmas tree? Because I just talked about the I know. You got it. That was really (sighs) stupid. I was trying to be nice and not mention it, but now that you're Goodness, your manners have left your body. Sorry. I believe they've fallen on the floor with your basket. I feel, oh God, yes, I did (laughs) drop my basket. I dropped my basket and then I had a little shot of bourbon. All right. So Justin Cornell was arrested in June of 2015. His case went to court on May 16, 2016. By May 27th, the case was closed with Justin Cornell convicted of Brianna's murder. 
He was sentenced to 40 years. A Virginia Court of Appeals upheld that conviction on June 30th, 2017. The Supreme Court of Virginia denied a review of the court case in October of 2018. Both the Virginia Court of Appeals and the Supreme Court of Appeals have denied Justin's request for a retrial. That was in December of 2018. Sit down and shut up, Justin. There's another appeal pending for March of 2019, but I suspect he's probably not going to win that one either. All right. Well, that's my oh murder. My what do you okay, have? We Can have... you pull yourself together? I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm not making any promises, but nobody expects me to. So we've got maybe 15 or 20 minutes when the timer goes off. You'll just get up and pull them out of the oven. I'll do me. it. I Thank will. You. I'll I'll pull them right out. Okay. I appreciate that. Okay. I have a murder to talk about. All right. And by the way, good, good job. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. you I thought that job. was very interesting. Very sad. I so did to... they ever say why he did it? Uh, no, it, they never found out the reason that he did that. And I think that's deplorable. There had to be mot- a motive. The only thing I could think of is maybe, maybe things just got carried away or whatever. And she died. And then. So you don't think he really murdered her? Oh, I think they were f- maybe fooling around or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I think he made sexual advances towards her and she denied him. And he, in a fit of rage, he killed her. Maybe. And that then could he be. chopped her up. That could be. Or maybe he's just a freak and decided he was going to kill her and cut her up. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. All I know is Justin is where he needs to be. Yeah, he in jail. All right. Well, that's good to know. Well, good job. Thank you so much, Sugar. I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. It smells good in here. It does. All right. I'm What's gonna, going on now? I'm going to tell you a tale. Let's hear it. I'm going to tell you a Scottish murder. Oh. I've been practicing that all day. Well, I don't know that it's Scottish that I nailed it. All, I think but... I had before our technology meltdown and then I lost it. Oh, right. You know, Scot- you know how it is. Scottish? I don't know. Let's, Scottish. Let's get the lad murder, down the hall. Murder. 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 <laughs> it's not murder. But they say it's way in the back of their throats. Murder. I don't even know if I can do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay you. No. Do <laughs> what I can. <laughs> oh my God, we are cutting up. Okay, let's focus. I have a Scottish murder for okay. you. I don't think that's it. No, either. whatever. Just stop trying it. <sighs> well, I'm gonna take you back to 1984. All right, I remember it well. Me too. I graduated from college. In 1984, no. <laughs> you did. That was fast. You graduated high school in '83. I am a genius. <laughs> Holy crap! As everybody can tell, I'm wow. a genius. You are. 1984 was. I was in college. Yes, you were freshman yes. year. Yes. Freshman, and I was having fun. I was having fun. Okay. That's where I was. That's probably as much as you can say legally. So move on. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Mayhaps. You don't know. Okay. So I'm going to talk to you about Mary McLaughlin. All right. Mary, good old Mary McLaughlin. She was also known about town as We May. Oh, We we May. We May. Okay. Yeah. Like little, little Little We. Yeah. She's We. Yeah. We're in Patrick. Glasgow, Scotland. Nice. 1984. All right. On October 2nd, 
one of Mary's children stopped by her flat for his weekly visit. Nice son. Oh, every, every week at the same time. To go. That's so nice. He was with his partner and their child. The first thing her son noticed was the hall light was on in Mary's flat. Oh, and he said, that's crazy. She never uses that hall light. Like huh. he's never known her to turn that light on. Wow. So he thought that's odd. And so they knocked on the door. There was no answer. And they, you know, the little letter box. Yeah. Yep. They pushed it open and the most foul, putrid no. odor knocked them backwards. No. Yes. Oh, oh we may. Yeah, I know. Oi. So the Oi May. Oi. <laughs> he kicked in the door, but froze when he got in the hallway. Yeah. Terrified of what he might find, he couldn't go another step. So his partner bravely pushes past him, only to run back screaming. Oh no. Yeah. Mary's son used the, the phone to call for police and ambulance. His mom was dead on her bedroom floor. All three visitors waited outside for police to arrive. Because, you know, they had their kid with yeah, them. Yeah, Oh, God. Police come in and they find Mary lying on the floor with a belt from a bathrobe still around her neck. Mm-hmm. Poor Mary had been dead for six days. Oh, man. I know. Yes. Oh. And he had dressed her. It's May, right? It's Mary. Mary McLaughlin, but Mary. they called her We May. We May. Okay. She was found with the ligature around her neck. But she also had been dressed in a green dress Mm -hmm. that was inside out and backwards. Oh, my. Something definitely was amiss. Yes. But I think it's rude to use somebody's bathrobe to strangle them to death. Agreed. I just think that's mean. Yeah. First of all, it's such a pain in the ass when that, if you ever separate the bathrobe from the belt right and you cannot find the oh belt. my god it oh is, my oh, god it is just a nightmare yeah. and this person has, then what's the point of even having the bathroom he has not on. just separated the bathroom from the, the bathroom bath the bathroom from, from the bathroom and the bathroom belt i mean the bathrobe belt bathrobe belt he has killed her with the bathrobe belt jerk i know well right well yeah somebody has done that <laughs> I don't want to give anything away. I think it might have been a man. <laughs> I don't know. Don't tell. I don't know. No, 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 no. Okay. They process the scene and it doesn't give them much. They find Mary's keys are missing. Oh. That's the only thing they can find missing. Huh. But that explains why the door was locked with her inside of it. It does. At the autopsy, they were able to take custody of the ligature, the bathrobe belt. Mm-hmm. They hoped someone had seen something in the neighborhood where we may had lived. Yeah. And of course, it's 1984. So there are no CCT cameras. There's no. Oh, they didn't have that in 84? No, they didn't. Dang it. We did it. I'm not. Oh, they're in the UK. Yeah. I don't think they did. Right. Well, either way, for this area, they <laughs> did. For this area, they did not. Okay. As they set out to conduct their interviews, they find out that one of Mary's daughters named Catherine had joined her mom on, out on September 26th. She said her mom was in, a, in her usual jovial mood. May Wee was at her favorite pub in Mansfield Park drinking and playing dominoes. So when Catherine left her mom, she said her mom was happy and enjoying her social time. And she really liked to socialize at the pub. Oh, fun. I mean, I like to socialize at the pub. If we had a pub. (laughs) We do, but we don't want to go there. So (laughs) you're lying. Every bit of you is lying. (laughs) 
Anyway, Catherine had caught the bus home and she was very comfortable leaving her mom there because it was only a half mile from where May we lived. Right. She could just walk May we, we may. I'm going to call her Mary. Let's call her Mary. I'm not sure why I haven't called her me way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get it all messed up. I feel like I can do Mary pretty good. There you go. Okay. So witnesses remember seeing Mary leave the pub around 10 o'clock in the evening. All right. That's a reasonable hour. Yeah. She stopped off at one of her favorite shops called Armando's Chip Shop. Oh, nice. The staff recalled how Mary came in and ordered fritters and cigarettes. Because what else? I mean, that's like the perfect combination. Yeah. I don't even know After what, you leave the I'm pub, not sure hell, was, yeah. what was frittered, but I'm assuming it was like a corn fritter, like one of our, like a hush puppy kind of no, thing. No, I don't think so. Well, what kind of fritter do you think? A cod fritter? Maybe. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Over there, you just don't know. You don't know. You don't. It could be haggis. <gasps> Fried haggis. <laughs> haggis fritter. <laughs> That's not okay. So anyway, Mary had joked around with the staff. They they knew her well. And they she even made them say goodbye to her in Russian when oh, she funny. left. That's cute. Yeah. So I mean, if you just picture this lady out, she's on the town. She's in this neighborhood that everybody knows her. Yeah. She's been at her favorite bar. She's probably a little tipsy. She's been playing dominoes. She's having her, she's living her best life. Come Mary. Also a neighborhood taxi driver in the area remembers watching we may, as he called her happily cross in front of his car around the time that everybody was reporting, seeing mm-hmm, her mm-hmm. smile on her face, shoes in her hand. Happy go lucky. There you go. He also remembers a young man who seemed to be following. We may, Oh, he said, whenever we may would go a block, he would see the guy go a block and stop and then watch her. And why wouldn't you roll down your window and go, Oi, Oi. <laughs> we may. <laughs> Get in my car. Get in my car. Get in my auto. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I just wish that maybe he had, I mean, I'm not faulting him, but I'm just saying it would have been nice if he had just like given her a ride. It's okay. <laughs> so <laughs> we're okay. Everybody's good. Well, except for we may, she's not so good, right? She's not good and at we all. We swore we'd call Mary, but we continue oh, to call <laughs> I'm going to get around to calling her Mary. I just wanted you to be prepared for the transition. Okay. So he also, no, <laughs> no, 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 we've lost control again. <laughs> I don't even know why. Okay. Everybody stay calm, please. After seeing, oh, we made it right there. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I believe in the story we're at, we may crosses the road and there's a dude following her. Yeah. So after seeing Mary find her way to her house that night of 926, no one saw her again. This younger man supposedly seen with Mary never materialized. Uh Uh-oh. So the case, of course, went cold. Oh, I hate that. Well, I wouldn't be doing it if it hadn't. Let's face it. If it was solved in a day, it would have been off my radar. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was solved too quick. We're not talking about that talk one. About that. <laughs> we'll have to have some meat in there. Okay. Anywho, just a minute, please. I'm just finding my space. I mean, my place. They never saw her again. <laughs> the younger man never materialized. <laughs> Can you just start? 
from materialized. I'll try. <laughs> the case. Of- <laughs> The case went cold. Yeah, we talked cold. about the case going cold. Yeah, started there. It case went cold. Yes. Please. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I can't. It's fine. It's fine. Are you sure? Case went cold. Yes, it did. It really did. <laughs> Please enjoy a short promo while we get ourselves together. What does hope mean to you? Hello, everyone. My name is Nick, and I am the host of the annual live stream for The Cure, a charity live stream event to raise money for the Cancer Research Institute, which researches immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. Their mission, one that I believe in very, very strongly, is a future immune to cancer. And this year for the sixth annual live stream for the cure, I want to emphasize more than anything, hope. Over the past five years, myself and amazing creators and partners from around the world have raised over $50,000 for this amazing cause. And this year we're looking to add another $20,000 to that total. Please join me May 19th, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern for 45 hours of content over the next three days as I'm once again joined by amazing creators from around the world to help fight for hope. Learn more or make an early donation today at LivestreamForTheCure.com. Okay, it went went cold. Cold, but it was never forgotten. Right. Right. It was often reviewed, and there was a lead detective when the case started. And he eventually retired as the chief. His name was Ian Wishart. This is the only unresolved case that he had when he retired. Oh, that stinks. And it always stuck with him. I'm sure. Eventually, DNA started to come onto the scene of the investigative world. Yay. I know. And it started to, as it evolved, you know, there's always hope, more hope. Yeah, yeah. At first, they had this thing called this, the new technology was called DNA 11. And it would give you back 11 markers. Mm -hmm. But that's not a lot when you talk about your DNA. No, even though that came on the scene, they, they, they didn't, they weren't able to, they ran it for that DNA test, 11 markers, a profile does not make. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So they could never develop a clear profile. Investigators stayed committed to solving the murder case. In 2008, there was a fourth review of the whole case. Right. Again, fourth review. Right. Still no new leads, nothing. Right. They had nothing. So finally, in 2014, this DNA 24 comes on nice. and that gives you 24 markers, which is a lot better. Progress was made. And the and so they still had preserved the literature. Mm-hmm. So they ran a test and the test came back, but they couldn't get a full profile. Oh, no. So now what do you do? Well, it was still tied in a knot. Oh. So they very, very, very carefully, very slowly untied that knot. Oh. And inside that knot was perfectly preserved DNA. No way. 
Yes. That's crazy talk. Yes. They ran it again and it came back. They called, oh, they, I wrote down this. They called the sample, the type of sample that they got out of that was the gold standard DNA sample. Oh, gold standard. Yeah. So, nice. yes. Yeah. The results came back with the profile of a person that. Um, the chances of it not being that person were 85,000 to one. Oh, man. Them's as good odds. You, you, you got caught. Yes. In the collection of the evidence at the scene, they had also collected a, a cigarette butt. Right. And they had found her bra two blocks over. And I wrote in the bushes, but I, I think I remember it said in a garden. So oh, really, I'd like for it right. to like be on a rose bush and not like on just like some. Right. Right. So they were able to extract DNA from the cigarette butt and the bra. The bra's here too? Yes. Nice. Yes. These results proved to be a billion to one that this person. Oh, this is, yeah. yeah, Like they got it. Really done. So the hit was the the DNA hit, not a pew pew hit. Right. (laughs) That's not right. that's (laughs) That's not it. They, it went back to a guy named Graham McGill. I knew it was a guy. Oh my God, you really did. (laughs) (laughs) Graham McGill was 22 years old at the time of Mary's murder. Let me remind you, which I may not have said yet. So let me, (laughs) let me tell you so I can remind you later. (laughs) Mary was 58 years old. Okay. And she had 11 children. Oh, good honor. I know. Yes. He was 22 at the time. All right. Well. Okay, I'm just saying he was at the time of Mary's murder. He was a convicted rapist and he was at the end of his sentence. (gasps) That's so rude. So he was out on a four day temporary pass from the jail as a part of the gradual release. Oh, well, how well is that gradual release going? Well, within four hours of him murdering Mary, he was back in his jail cell 50 miles away. By the next month, he was completely free. Oh, Lord. I know. McGill, 35 years after Mary's murder, he is finally in McGillicuddy. It's that's, not McGillicuddy. But that's what I wanted I don't to want be. name. I don't want to call him out his first name. I don't want to be personal with this man. No. So McGill is what you're getting. McGillicuddy. I don't give a shit what you call me. How about McPhil? <laughs> McPhil. <laughs> or McHill or McTill. <laughs> Whatever. Mick. You just tell, just I'll call him Mickey. <laughs> 35 years later, Mickey is finally arrested. At his trial, his ex-wife said that he had confessed to her that he had killed a person, a lady right. he, in Patrick, and that he told her that he just wanted to know what it felt like oh. to kill a person. Great. Although I think that the police felt like it was sexually motivated because her bra was found outside. She was she had been undressed and, and redressed. Right. Right. McGill, <laughs> oh, the, the wife confessed. So she said that he confessed to killing her. And he told her if she ever told that, she, that he would kill her too the same way. She was a scared and she just kept his secret, hoping that one day he would be arrested and she could finally tell. Right. And so she told. And she did. Of course, at trial, the defense tried to sully Mary's character. And I hate it when they do this shit. That's so rude. They brought up that she had 11 children by two different partners. What so, would freaking do? Right. And she did not live with any of the children or she wasn't, she wasn't, didn't raise them. Okay. But again, nobody's beeswax except 
her and her kids. Right. And they also said that she was a drunk. Okay. And they think that she got drunk enough and tied her back. And she was unemployed. Okay. I don't have a job and I'm drunk. So I'm going to tie a bathrobe thing around my no, neck. No, they just wanted to point out that she was not a nice part, that she was not good. For she was not a nice person. But they, they were sullying her name and her reputation. That's not nice. Right. And I think it's because that's the only thing they had to go on. They couldn't, they, there was nothing else they could say or do or fight. Well, that's They were weak. just like, it wasn't him. And by the way, listen to how horrible the victim was. Right. <laughs> that's just not right. No. So I think it's um, it's uncalled for. It is. And I don't, I think it should be a law against maligning victims' reputations. I think that'd be great. So, I mean, how, how do we know she was a victim? I mean, as bad as she was, that's what they're saying. We like, do how, know she was a victim. Right. But they're saying she was a bad, she was a bad victim. Oh, <laughs> she's a so, very bad victim. She's a very bad victim. So we don't, don't convict right. this guy. Okay. Well, that's what they were going to. That's and, not and what my we, whole thing. That's is, not what we did. She was murdered. She was the victim. She was murdered with her bathrobe tied around her neck. Rude. Yes. And he was the one that was living his life with this dark secret. Exactly. So, but I guess the. And a rapist. Not, He's yeah, a, convicted a convicted rapist. So the judge actually called Mickey because we're not going to call him McGillicuddy. Mickey. <laughs> The judge said that he was a true danger to society. Yeah. At the end of the trial, 59-year-old Mickey was sentenced to a minimum of 14 years in prison. Okay. The judge praised Mary's kids for never giving up hope. She had one daughter that even wrote a book. And she said, I didn't write a book to make any money from it. I wrote a book to honor my mom. Of course. And to try to get past this. Aww. So, I mean, they they tried to keep it in the media as much as possible. And they were very dedicated to their mom. And it paid off. Yes. And he also praised Scottish police for never forgetting about the case. Would that be Scotland Yard? No, I I really wish it was, but it wasn't. It was the Scottish police. um, I don't want to say. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's leave that blank. (laughs) It was was some police in in Scotland in that area. Murder council or some general area. I don't know. Why would you ask me such a question? I don't know. What, what question did you get? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what question you even asked. I just it's asked on. Was Scotland Yard. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it wasn't. Okay. So we established that. Geez, I'm trying to wrap it up here, but <laughs> nothing I say is going to work now. <laughs> nothing that I have written down is going to work. No. So that's my murder. That's it. <laughs> That's all I got, guys. Gee whiz. So 14 years, that's it. It's how long it took me to tell this story. <laughs> yes. Well, it says a minimum of 14. Oh, okay. So, so it's he, open he can't ended. come back, can't come out for parole for, till 14 years. Well, there you go. Yeah. But to make him, hold on. Three, <laughs> Don't do it. Don't three, do it. One. 73 years old before he's up for parole. Wow. For all right. Well, there you go. Yeah, I agree. That was uh, crazy. It was a crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It was a crazy. I don't even know. All right, guys. Listen, that's the end. Oh, my God. We We have social media. Social media. um, Listen to Casting Views. Oh, and we're going to run a promo about something that we're participating in in May. 
And it is podcasting for the cure. I think is what it's called. Honestly, oh, God. that's probably not what it's called. We'll put it in our show notes. We'll be in the show notes, and I'll and I'll run a promo at the end of this. So let's be more specific about the social media instead of just saying we have it. <laughs> we love to get emails from our from our <gasps> listeners, our and we friends. Just did. We, we got did, we did we got, get a couple. Yeah. So we got an email from the first one was Monique. Yes. Monique. Yeah, Monique from North Carolina. Thank yes. you for the email. Thank you for the email. So we wanted to give you a little shout out. And, and then, then no. <laughs> <laughs> we got an email from Lean Cuisine. I know. Yeah, I she sent us a picture her. of an Irish cow. I know eating grass. Love it. She must have heard us tell, say <laughs> that we needed her to bring us back some Irish butter. I know. Look and, at that. So yeah. here we go. All right, so and we're gonna post a picture of that cow. Let me give you the email address. It's murder.sugarcoated at gmail.com. Stop trying to be serious. Murder.sugarcoated at gmail.com. Yep. And And what's our Twitter? What how do they tweet us? (laughs) It's a Twitter handle and it is at sugar murder. And then we have an Instagram, and that's at sugarcoated murder. And then we've got a Facebook page and that's Sugar Coated Murder Podcast or Sugar Coated Murder Podcast fan page. All right. Is that everything? I think. Don't forget about the contest. Oh, yeah. There's a contest. But I already gave you the answer to. So only one part of it, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, wait a minute. You said all of it. Yeah. She gave it all away. Yeah, I but... gave it all away. It's fine. So listen to this and send us an email. Yeah. Contest. I don't know. On Saturday. <laughs> if we even get this out by Saturday. Oh, my God. That's true. That's true. This could all be water behind the bush. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, listen, y'all. Stay yeah. sweet and don't murder. We love y'all. Because oh, yeah. if you kill me. <laughs> Oh my God. It's like trying to wrestle Jello. <laughs> so we do love them. We do love them. People. So stay sweet and don't murder because if you kill people, we will talk about you and we love y'all too. Okay. All right. Goodbye. This has been Sugar Coated Murder Podcast, a deliciously entertaining true crime podcast. Like what you heard? You can always explore past episodes by visiting sugarcoatedpod.com. Don't forget to like our Facebook fan page and share with friends. Thanks for listening to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.